Hi, thanks for joining us. I'm Savannah, and today I'm joined by Espen Jensen, Channel Solutions Specialist with NanoLumens, and Frank Pisano, VP Americas for BrightSign. Thank you guys for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So today we're going to talk about digital signage. We're going to talk about trends that we're seeing in digital signage and the hybrid workplace and signage. But before we get started, Frank, why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about your role? And then uh, I'm going to want to talk to you, Espen, about your role and then kind of about your partnership as well before we jump in. So go ahead. Absolutely. So um, as you mentioned, Frank Pisano, VP of Sales for the Americas for BrightSign. BrightSign makes purpose-built um, digital media players. So very influential in, in the uh, digital signage world. And we kind of sit at the center of the ecosystem of digital signage. So we're involved with many, many partnerships, including our great one with um, our friends from Nanolumens and Espen. My name is Espen Jensen. I'm a channel solution specialist with Nanolumens. So basically my role for the most part is focusing on working with design engineers with our channel partners. And it seems like every time I set up on one of our displays anywhere, I'm using a bright sign player. So we run into them quite a bit. Well, let's go ahead and just jump right in in regards to static versus digital. Um, you know, what is the size of the market and what does it uh, look like compared to static, the digital signage market? Well, I think static, the static market we're so familiar with and people, you know, especially during the COVID days where people were you know, taping up signs, um, telling people to wear a mask or have social distancing. But the, the world's changed. People are looking for digital screens to tell them what to do when they're entering buildings. Um, but the world of static also requires a lot of uh, folks to actually change out static signs. So there is a, especially in the labor market shortage right now, there's a lot of talk around the ability to change signs remotely and not have to be on site to do that or require a bunch of staff to go in um, thinking on a retail application where they have to go in in the middle of the night and change something before stores are open. So a lot of things are moving digital because of that. Um, plus, they're much more eye-catching. I mean, especially when you look at some of the non-aluminum screens that are out there that, you know, as people are looking for something that that captivates their eye and, and creates more of an experience and across many vertical markets. Well, you're on the cutting edge of LED technology, and how have you seen the market shift from static to out-of-home advertising? And you just mentioned that a little bit about uh, COVID and signage and having people do that. So how has that kind of evolved over the last few years? So well, basically, the, the that whole market that we're, we're seeing right now, especially with some of the larger displays, um, is when folks do have resources where you have folks that are out of the office space, then there's a crew that is in the office space that they're really looking at trying to create a, a very similar experience for both of them. Um, there's a lot of different things from hoteling and hot desking, um, virtual receptionists where when they're in a hybrid mentality. So there's got to be a lot of things that can captivate somebody's eye and tell them where to go. And you know, allow them a little bit more automation, uh, especially uh, when when occupancy isn't to certain levels still. Now that's changing and getting back to a new sense of normal, which is great. But um, whether you're working on site or working remotely, like making that you know that hybrid work model that that, that shows flexibility, it's assigning people different work areas. There's a lot of things that signage does to help that. And it's, it's actually, you know, become such a fast growing market for 
not only us in in the space as a, as manufacturers, but for our integrator partners who uh, folks like Aspen and I rely on a tremendous amount to get our products out into end users. Um, let's go ahead and talk about the state of the market. Well, uh, luckily on, on the Brightside side, we spend a lot of time um, pondering the Avixa data that comes out, the Avixa IOTA reports, which is our our, our industry. Um, for us, the digital signage portion of that market is greatly growing. Um, they have, I think, the market at $32 plus billion dollars and it's one of their fastest growing market segments. I think maybe just behind the performance and entertainment live events markets coming back right after COVID. Um, also, we spend a lot of time, I sit as uh, on the Digital Signage Federation board of directors. So we do a lot of uh, market research as well to determine you know, what categories are growing, what market verticals are growing and how we and our members can take advantage of those. So. Luckily for us, the position that we're in in uh, in digital signage world right now is is a great market that's that's got a tremendous amount of growth, and and uh, luckily uh, as as uh, both NanoLumens and and Brightsign are sit as market leaders, so a lot of folks come to us for consultative uh, sales and and figuring out what the market trends are and how they can help take advantage. Yeah, we were just seeing now a big part for us is a UCC space, and we're just seeing now the trend of going to or from traditional widescreen format just to ultra wide and and like dual screen setups. So we're seeing a lot of requests for twenty one nine and thirty two nine. It's becoming more more normal formats. So yeah, definitely heading that direction. Let's jump into some of the objectives. Um, what are some of your objectives now, and then what return are you seeing on those objectives? Our main objectives in, in our space are working, I, I think I mentioned earlier, we work with a lot of the partners um, that put, it, uh, there's a lot of little Lego pieces that we like to call it that put these applications together. Um, BrightSign as a, a digital media player, that engine is only one piece of that whole solution. We need the screens like NanoLumens. Um, we need content. We need, um, in many cases, our content management software partners to help put the the bigger solution together, whether it's metrics and analytics, whether it's really captivating content, but really making um, the whole solution. So our integrators get it in our hands. They're creating the right experience for their end customer. So we're working constantly, not only on improving our product and figuring out what market trends are looking like, but also working with those folks in the industry and our ecosystem partners to see how we can continue to advance uh, what we do to create a better visual experience. I mean, we make large format displays. Um, we don't necessarily do digital signage, but that's where our reseller customers comes to companies like BrightSign because it helps a lot with the ROI. We can have actual digital signage content on our large displays. So it's a good partnership in that regard. When someone is coming to you, um, traditionally they've done static, vinyl, billboard, or wood. What is some of the return on investment that they can get with digital signage versus the static? Well, you know, for for us, it's it's very easy to change the content utilizing the cloud. Now they can do that either through our partnerships and content management software, or what we call our BSN cloud, and the ability to. Um, change content really from anywhere that they sit and and change it to a, a, a large amount of screens at the same time, whether that's quick service restaurants, whether it's corporate communications or 
uh, really anything in, in, in banking, financial, and, and especially in retail as well, uh, especially now that we sit here, you know, during a time where everyone's going crazy and, and doing a lot of shopping and getting ready for Christmas, for us to change the content in a retail display uh, to run a special or to, you know, advertise a different sweater or pairs of shoes. There's a lot of things that you can do where you couldn't do with static without the requirement of feet on on the ground to change the, those, those signs. So that ability plus, uh, you know, it just it makes it makes it more captivating to look at something, maybe scan a QR code, um, maybe have uh, impressions change on what's being played when somebody walks up to it versus um, when, they're, when they're not necessarily right in front of the screens. Then there's a lot of things that you can get from an ROI perspective, utilizing metrics and analytics too. how many people actually viewed that this week, how many people walked through that door. Um, you know, so there's a lot of things that can be done digitally, uh, and that's probably becoming more and more of the future of what's going to happen with digital signage that you can't do right now with static. Static may be a less expensive alternative uh, at first, but over time, the total cost of ownership of digital signs is going to greatly outweigh what, what it is with static. Yeah, I think, Frank, uh, there's a big ticket item as far as going with live instead of static, but there's also a lot more return to it. And it's going to be a lot more captivating just because of the image quality we can get on large displays now versus what we had before. Well, let's let's talk specifics in regards to benefits of digital signage, like hours of lifetime, um, impact, recall, those types of things. Yeah, as far as lifetime goes, I mean, our displays are rated for 100,000 hours, but that's also running on full brightness and full widescreen, which most of our customers don't do. So when you run content, it's going to last at least 100,000 hours. So a long time, I think it's 11.4 years. The, from a bright side perspective, we have purpose-built hardware that it really doesn't have any moving pieces. There's no fans to them, so they're super, super ultra-reliable. They last in our applications for an extremely long time. Um, one area that actually both Nanolumens and Brightsign are in, and, and like one of the world's largest aquariums here in Georgia, um, they're still running uh, Brightsign hardware that they received right when they opened the, the aquarium over a decade ago. So the, the products are built to last, uh, and, and it, it works out very well for, for us to create a really good experience where when they put the hardware in, they're definitely going to get a great return on that. And tell me about the benefit of the return rate. That's pretty low on your guys' side, right? Everything we look at is uptime, right? And how much that that player is online and and that it's that it's receiving its signal and then uploading that content. So with well over 99% uptime is is you know ultra reliable. As far as returns go, we do measure return rates. Most of the returns that come back to us are really a no failure. It's probably when they're on site, they just don't know exactly how to get uh, content to it, or maybe it was a different component in that in that application that wasn't working. Again, being purpose built with no moving parts, if it works out of the box, it's going to work for a very long time. But our our uh, our return rate is 0.2 percent, so it's extremely low. But again, um, that's the that's the beauty of using purpose built uh, reasons for hardware and digital signage. We don't have specific return rates because we don't necessarily have a whole display go down. So we provide spare parts for our displays. So if we have any issues, there can be some tiles that are bad. Usually happens during an install situation. But past the first 30 days when everything is installed and set up, just like Frank's players, it's uh, designed to 
get installed and run for a very long time without any outages. And if we do have any issues, it's going to be a very small part of the display that will get up and running without turning the display off. So. So let's talk about some of the trends that you're now seeing with digital signage. Espen, did you want to start this one? Yeah, I mean, our trends really depend on the on the vertical. And luckily for us, there's a lot of mutual um, inflations between BrightSign and Nanolumens too, whether it's, um, you know, in airports or in some of the, the fancier casinos and resorts or in aquariums, like we mentioned, sports stadiums. Um, really, the trends depend on the vertical space. But in corporate communication, we are seeing the understaffed. We are seeing virtual receptionists, the hot desking, the hoteling mentioned earlier. Um, you know, in higher education, it's emergency management notification. In retail, it's a lot of metrics and analytics. There's a lot of different um, the applications that are that are trending right now that that need technology, and that serves well for both nanolumens and BrightSign. Uh, I mean, trends in general, seeing for LED because it is coming down in price, it used to be a very high ticket item. It's not as high ticket item as it used to be. Um, so we're seeing a lot more adoption, uh, not just in casinos and traditional sports venues like we see LED in already or have seen for a long time, but also even in other vertical markets like a, a lot of um, a lot of UC space and a lot of higher education now and even K-12 is coming on the market. We're starting to do esports arenas, so we're starting to see more and more just digital signage and digital displays being used in more venues. And it probably helps that the price is going down and more people will jump on it. Absolutely. Well, uh, on that note, let's just jump right into it. Why is digital signage worth it? Like, get down to the nuts and bolts of it. Frank, if you want to start. Digital signage isn't something that's that new. It's funny because I was at Digital Signage Experience two weeks ago. And we kept reminiscing about how long we've been in this space and how long we've been doing it. You know, it's it's really, you know, getting any content to a display, which has been done for a number of years. Things are a lot further advanced than they used to be with proximity sensors and metrics and analytics and facial detection and, you know, almost delivering the content specifically for that individual that's in front of the screen. Um, but doing emergency management notification isn't new and a lot of other things, whether it's wayfinding or other, they're just much further advanced than they have been. And they're much more affordable, as we just spoke about. So a lot of folks are it's it's not a measure of if they're going to do digital signage, it's how much, where they're going to put it and then how they're going to try to measure return. There's a lot of ad platforms that are being done too, where if you're at a deli or at a, at a, a sporting venues where Coca-Cola or Budweiser or others can get you know ad revenue from, from being in front of the eyeballs that are there too. So there's a lot of different ways it's going. I definitely think that digital signage isn't new by any stretch of the imagination. It's just getting further and further advanced. And I think it's going to be you know something that as the market and technology continues to grow, it's definitely going to be at the forefront. All right. And so we're going to uh, wrap it up with this question. I'll ask you after this question if there's anything that you guys want to add. But for the last question, and Frank, we'll start with you. What does the future of digital signage look like right now? Well, what I love about digital signage is there's a lot of very much more smart people in it than I am myself. So there's a lot of folks that are looking at, you know, AI and what uh, what the world looks like uh, down the road in this in this uh, metaverse and uh, just creating different opportunities uh, based on what those market trends look like, but also 
like the flexibility and what digital signage offers, right? There's pretty much, there's very little that can't be done if they can dream it up that they're going to be able to get onto a screen. Um, this, the, you know, most of the screens right now are being utilized to try to capture people's attention. That's going to continue different form factors, as has been mentioned. There's just a lot of different things and we're continuing to make our players more and more robust so it can handle 8K signals. It can handle uh, dual output players. Just a lot of different things that the market's calling for. But I definitely think what you're seeing even since COVID is the need to do QR codes or questionnaires and, and getting things back down to the phone to individuals' devices. We're seeing metrics and analytics uh, really create a lot of uh, folks that are now putting in digital signage because they can understand what the return on investment is. So I still I think that's going to continue. And, you know, I'm loving what the future holds for signage. And Espen, how about you? What does the future of digital signage hold? I think it's great for us as an LED manufacturer because digital signage is becoming more and more ubiquitous, it seems, uh, everywhere, in more and more spaces. So we can make displays in different shapes that goes into crazy situations. And it seems like digital signage is more um, able to take advantage of all that now to help with the ROI on it. And other than that, it's just for us in LED world, it's just going to be more pixels, higher density, better color, just better displays going forward and probably utilized in more space for digital signage. Once again, Esvin Jensen from NanoLumens and Frank Pisano of BrightSign. Thank you guys very much for joining me today. I really appreciate the conversation. Mm.